This is the Learn to Code podcast. Uh, today is January 13, 2022. The past year, 2021, in retrospect, it did bring a lot of changes in my quest to become a software developer. Uh, to begin with, I came to the realization that uh, I was already one since 13 years ago when I began uh, earning my living with programming Oracle databases. And my last job is pretty much going back to my roots as a database developer with Oracle nonetheless. So I've been working with Oracle for around uh, 10 months already. I am close to be a year old here on my on my last job as an Oracle database developer. Um, that's going to be happening in a couple of months in March to be exact. By the end of March, I'm going to be having uh, my first anniversary here. So the thing is that uh, uh, the last year, the last year, 2021, we still have um, coronavirus uh, pandemic going on here in Mexico. So in field world countries, it's pretty much like a joke, you know, uh, why use a mask? Uh, there is no reasonable amount of suspicion that we are under attack under this uh, pandemic, so-called pandemic. Um, the thing is, in Mexico, it's another story because we do have that. Uh, where I live is pretty much like a free-for-all uh, regarding uh, perception, you know. Because around here, um, I see a lot of uh, incredulity about the disease. And um, at the same time, I lost uh, two family members this last year to coronavirus. So uh, two uncles died and, um, and and they weren't that old. So they they were not, they were around their 40s and 50s. So, so yeah, uh, really sad story. But anyway, uh, so I'm, I'm pretty much afraid of, go of going outside. Uh, I'm not the social type. I try to stay alone, you know, uh, or lonely, uh, and free myself from my social anxiety or my need to face it anyway. I don't see the gain there anyway. So uh, having a job as a software developer allows me to use all that time and lack of uh, interaction with human beings to basically develop my own abilities as a software developer. So this past year, I think that I try to learn a lot of things at the same time, or at least in a very short amount of time. And uh, it comes to my attention that when I was starting uh, 2021, I tried to learn JavaScript in order to make websites with Node.js. And I did actually complete a, a, a website, uh, so to speak, um, and it's still in production for a Montessori school around here. And uh, it was an interesting ex experience. I actually save uh, the streams because I streamed the development process. Uh, I, it took me around 13 days to complete the project. Uh, and I was uh, practically working 12 hours a day uh, for 13 days. Uh, and that was something I finished it. Um, uh, it's publicly available right now. But the thing is, um, after that was the last time that I touched JavaScript with Node.js. It was in March 2021. 
after that, um, for three months already, I was looking for a job because uh, I started 2021 without a job. So for three months, I uh, I spent my afternoons and, and days basically uh, trying to find a job, and I managed to find one uh, as an Oracle developer. So uh, I started as an Oracle developer, but um, I knew that the last time I touched Oracle itself was around like uh, 10 years ago, a decade ago. So I subscribed myself to some courses on, about Oracle, and I found I found one uh, from the Oracle Master, that's the name of the teacher, uh, on the Udemy platform. I don't remember the exact name of the course, but it's a really good one. Um, I think it's something in the uh, in the realm of uh, SQL from noob to master or something like that. PLSQL uh, bootcamp or something. So uh, I subscribed to that course and I actually learned uh, a lot about Ora- about modern Oracle and uh, and about modern PLSQL. And I was able to basically um, conduct my interviews to to answer questions and they chose me uh, for the position, thankfully. So since I uh, spent three months without income, I was basically uh, living off my savings and I calculated that my savings should endure me around six months. Uh, By the second month and a half, I already run out of savings. So I miscalculated really bad. And after that experience of not having money to pay rent, and I was forced to leave the home I was renting, uh, I didn't get evicted. I just left because I wasn't able to pay up. And I decided that, um, well, maybe I can crawl back to my parents' house and live there um, and not pay rent. But I am paying uh, utilities, obviously. So uh, it's, it's cheaper than, pay, than paying rent because you need to pay rent and pay utilities, you know. Uh, but thankfully, my parents um, welcomed me uh, back to the, ho- to the house. Um, and right now I'm living on, on their house. Um, I'm saving a lot of money. Uh, well, I may say I'm saving what I can. Uh, I do have uh, money on the bank. And that money is supposed to be going to a home, you know, because I'm getting tired of paying somebody else's um, money to giving somebody else's money uh, so I can just basically uh, have a roof up up on my head. Um, But the thing is, it's just temporary, you know, the second I don't have money to pay the rent uh, is, you know what, Uh, you need to go. So um, basically paying rent for me. Is like having this sword of Damocles upon my head all the time. So uh, you, I, I just can't sleep knowing that uh, the, the, that the floor under my feet is not my own, you know. So uh, as soon as I started the new job, I began saving money and learning and uh, learning about Oracle again. Uh, I finished the course like uh, five months after I get I got into the um, into the job because as soon as I got into the job. Um, uh, I needed to learn as fast as possible about the project. And uh, and basically, uh, I got difficulties on the project, you know. It, it's been very hard to, even now, after almost a year, it's still very hard because uh, the original author is no longer working on the project. 
I believe he left like years ago. And there is a mountain of uh, technical debt. Basically, no technical documentation is left behind. Um, and I've been reading a lot of code and trying to guess what the original author was uh, was trying to do, you know. And guessing business logic from code uh, is harder, especially when basically the original author used the database as a cumbersome version of Microsoft Excel. Uh, the database is basically this no related uh, collection of tables, no relationships whatsoever. Uh, there are joins everywhere. Uh, and let's say that the, the joins are being made with logic relationship. Uh, sometimes uh, the name of the fields used for that are not even named properly that you can actually guess where are you supposed to be doing the relationship for the join, you know. So it's been hard and I made a lot of mistakes because uh, uh, there is no, f uh, no way I can guarantee success that way. So uh, why bother then? And... Uh, when I started the job, um, I didn't even sleep well, you know, because I was trying to accomplish stuff. And one day, one of the uh, my superiors, he's no longer working with us, by the way. He he basically just quit. <laughs> he gave up, I guess. Uh, he told me that um, uh, since I was new on the team and I was uh, basically trying to, to crush it, you know, as Americans say... Uh, Completing tickets in Jira seems to be Jira items. Uh, that seems to be really good. But um, uh, but basically, uh, the Jira reports are making everybody else look bad. And and the Jira items are not even linked to GitHub or any other branch. Actually, we don't really use GitHub at all. It's basically there for its own sake. We don't really use it for anything. There is no there is nothing like. Um, no DI, no CI, you know. So yeah, we we are just having it there because somebody else uh, thought that uh, well, if high performance uh, performance teams are using this tool, maybe we should get that tool. But uh, nobody uses it, at least not appropriately. Uh, so uh, and I realized that very quickly because uh, I still remember one of my traumatic events. There is. Uh, that I basically was working on a piece of code for uh, for for another database, not the main one. Um, and the change that they asked me to do was very simple because again I was starting out, so they gave me easy stuff to get my my feet wet, you know, to start understanding how things work. And um, and I cloned the repo. I started working on on an SQL file, you know changing some stuff on, a, on one procedure. Um, I send the peer review request, you know. I got peer review, it got approved. Then uh, I didn't merge anything because we create branches for our Jira items, let's say, but uh, those branches are never going to be merged to anything. Basically, we create branches and we just leave them there even when they are done. So they are never deleted. And they are never merged into anything. What they do is once you finish your job, we send text files with the with the changes with with, uh, with your procedures, with your table definitions, whatever, um, to to the committer. Let's call it like basically one guy receives every other uh, person's uh, 
code and he creates one commit to basically uh, commit to the master branch directly. So we end up having like 70 branches that never die and they just remain there. And, um, and there is no order because um, obviously there is no order there. And the commit is going on once every couple of months. So it's going to be uh, very slow to push changes from whatever branch into master, uh, let alone production. But anyway, uh, my mistake was to trust that whatever I saw on GitHub uh, was the same on production, you know, because in any other job, I am used to basically have my master branch. I understand that whatever is on the master branch that is going on, uh, that's running directly on production, basically. Uh, whatever I see on the master branch is whatever I will see on a production environment. In this case, a database. Uh, that wasn't the case. It turns out, it turns out that um, the the version that was on GitHub was way older than whatever it was in production. So when I uh, send my file, I and I didn't copy anything from the database from production. I basically just trusted whatever it was on GitHub. And turns out that GitHub was uh, months behind production. So I, in retrospect, I basically, by sending that code and getting it approved, uh, I basically roll it back to a previous version of the file. And uh, we even lost data there. I got scolded. Uh, somebody else cleaned it up because I didn't even get a notification that anything was wrong. From my end, my code got approved and got merged and uh, everything seems to be just fine up until the users tried to use whatever application they were using. So from my end, nothing happened until a ticket was raised uh, where they were trying to do something and it didn't work. Uh, so it ended up falling into somebody else's lap and that somebody else's is not me, obviously. So that somebody else had to deal with my mess and I got scolded for that. Uh, and I think I deserve it because uh, I blindly trusted uh, whatever it was on GitHub. I didn't took the, the care to actually see uh, if whatever it was in production wasn't there. So, uh, well, now in, that I think about it, I was not going to be able to be certain of that anyway, because I, I'm not yet in uh, production credentials. So I was not going to be able to check that anyway. But anyway, uh, the thing is uh, that day I decided to basically ignore GitHub. The, the company GitHub is uh, basically uh, uh, useless to me. So I stopped doing that and I stopped linking GitHub uh, repos or branches to Jira items. And um, the Jira the, the Jira dashboard is not actually allowing me to synchronize um, GitHub repositories there. I think there is missing uh, some kind of, of plugin or something like that. I'm not a Jira expert, uh, but when I tried to work with uh, Jira and GitHub, um, I wasn't able to do so as uh, in previous companies I've been working on. So I don't know what happened there. I guess some previous configuration needs to happen before we can actually link 
GitHub repos and uh, repositories and branches into Jira items. And uh, there, are, there is some functionality between Jira and GitHub. Uh, very useful. And, and the same functionality exists for Bitbucket and Jira. Uh, but then again, that wasn't the case, I think. Anyway, so I started learning more about Oracle. And I spent most of the year learning more about Oracle and reviewing my actual knowledge about uh, SQL databases. It turns out that um, I managed to basically glide through the past uh, 11, 10 to 11 years, I believe, by just uh, knowing the basics of SQL and SQL Server and Oracle and MySQL and whatever other database engine there is out there. Uh, but in many of my previous projects, I was able to basically run that uh, uh, data modification uh, language or basically DMLs. And data modification language is basically means uh, that I was able to modify tables, to add tables, to create relationships, to basically change the structure of the database. And and that's a superpower now that I realize because I I uh, took it for, for granted on my previous jobs because one, all the changes were done on my local computer on a local database. So I was not touching anything anywhere else here. Instead of that, we are actually sharing a common development database, which is a really bad idea, in my opinion, because uh, that is going to prompt me to take care because whatever change I do to a table may affect somebody else's work. So I cannot just drop a table and recreate it. No, uh, the data there is also very important because somebody else is actually using it. So I'm not, uh, I, I, I cannot be careless. Even something simple as adding a column to a table is a chore and cannot be done without supervision. So developing on this uh, project is really, really, really slow. Uh, most of the time because of the enormous amount of technical depth and some other times because uh, Basically, I'm not sure if what I'm going to do is going to destroy something. So, um, out of fear to be scolded again, I basically don't risk anything. And most of the time, that means that I need to wait for a, an entire day without doing anything, really. Out of fear to destroy something, you know. And my fear gets validated because um, there had been times where I am late at night making changes or after leaving a meeting, I'm really tired of staying all day here on the computer doing stuff. And and at night, really, my brain is not really working that well. <laughs> so uh, sometimes uh, the other day, uh, one of my colleagues told me to do something uh, and I didn't remember that, but I read a text on the chat and... That something was described as another thing, so I messed it up. So I basically didn't remember what was told uh, in the last, uh, at the end of the day, you know. So, which brought me to take notes now. So, uh, as any other job, there is a lot of difficulties. Uh, but lately, uh, I'm really grateful for having this job because it's not really that hard. It's just that the project itself is being uh, so abandoned in such a way that I don't know. It's like, uh, if I want to care about the project, I go to the press a lot. I go to get depressed <laughs> because, uh, 
when you care about something and, and you see it suffer, uh, it, it hits you really bad. But anyway, anyway, uh, learning about coding last year has been uh, an interesting trip. But as I say, uh, it's been really hard, you know. Um, I haven't learned anything about Android development or iOS development. And I do remember that I say in previous episodes that uh, learning Android and iOS was my priority back in 2017. It's already 2022 and I am still uh, working my way through the basics on uh, web development and cloud uh, and, I, and AWS or Google Cloud. And I... I just have a, a website uh, under my belt, you know, completed. Um, and I believe that um, I've been touching a lot of subjects like uh, uh, Python programming, for example, uh, that I was learning. And then I left because uh, I got another priorities now that I have a job. And C++ that I started learning. And again, I left that aside because um, uh, I, I figured that if I'm going to be learning C++, uh, I was trying to build a video game because that's what uh, what really most people try to learn C++ for. And I wasn't doing that, so I left C++ learning behind. Uh, I tried to, uh, I haven't started, I bought, I bought several courses on Udemy about C Sharp. And C Sharp, um, after watching um, a video from the Simple Learn channel on YouTube, uh, I figured that uh, C-Sharp seems to have a lot of similarities with Java. Way too many to my liking, actually. It, they seem to be like clones of themselves, you know. Uh, even the syntax is way too similar. The ideas and implementation of several things seems to be pretty much the same, just uh, running on a different um, virtual machine, you know. The thing is, uh, uh, I wanted to learn C-Sharp for the same reason I wanted to learn C++ to build video games on Unity, on the Unity game engine. And I've been doing a lot of experiments on the Unity game engine. I was able to uh, create a, a VTuber and I'm using it to create some uh, YouTube videos that I, uh, uh, that I created talking about databases of all the boring topics out there, database, okay. So, well, it seems to be interesting to me, but uh, let's say that databases, SQL databases are not a, a subject that is very relevant to most people. And many people in the development world are actually arguing that we should be moving away from that and move into the, embrace the no SQL databases for 100% of uh, all of the databases needs because uh, in order to have an effective SQL database, uh, we need to actually invest time and effort into learning how to create one properly. It's not as easy as creating a document and saving it on MongoDB or something like that. And that inflexibility, that uh, learning curve is making SQL databases unapproachable from the, uh, from the new generation point of view, you know. Uh, SQL databases, and depending on what uh, database engine you are using, uh, yes, they are. They tend to be hard to use, cumbersome to use, and many people describe it as a cumbersome way to create Excel spreadsheets. You know, it's a harder way to create spreadsheets, and uh, that's not it. 
but uh, most people just learn how to create a table, define the fields or the columns, and how to insert data. And, and basically after that, just select the data back. And with that primitive or basic understanding of SQL databases, the perception is that uh, a database is basically just that, uh, a, a harder to use version of Excel spreadsheet, basically. Um, so many people don't really understand or know that we have um, relationships between tables, that we have indexes, um, you know, that we can do joins with other tables. Uh, most of the time, the join part of the query is done, but not the actual relationship creation via constraints. So we, I, I see a lot of joins everywhere on the queries, but I don't see any definition of um, basically a formal relationship between tables because uh, most people, when they try to do that and they try to modify data, uh, the relationship, depending on how is the, uh, is default, uh, basically default is that if you try to delete a child row and the master row still exists, by, by default, you are not going to be allowed to delete a child row if there is a master row existing. So when most DBAs see that and they don't understand how to make relationships between tables work uh, and still re regain the ability to basically corrupt the data whatever the way they want, you know, um, then they decide to just drop the relationship altogether. They drop the relationship, they drop any other trigger that may step on their way, and they just disable all that. And what we have, what we end up having is basically a collection of uh, tables with logical relationships, which means that the only relationship that exists is whatever you create on your selection queries. Uh, and that's uh, basically what I've been observing on, on most of the projects I've been working on. And uh, I understand why it's going on, uh, but I am of the idea of actually learning how to properly do that. The relationships, I say. Um, I'm not an expert by any means, um, by any stretch of the imagination, but I do my best to learn and to how to properly do something. And what um, looks like uh, quick and dirty is the the name of the game here on my current job. So I'm going to be playing that. Uh, and I'm thinking about um, creating a stuff to basically help me out here. Like, for example... I managed to create a virtual machine and install an Oracle database there. And I'm using that uh, now to learn. And I'm documenting my learning experience on YouTube. And also to create unit tests, actual unit tests. For Oracle, there is a library called UTPLSQL, which stands for Unit Test PLSQL for Oracle. And that is basically what is going to help me create uh, unit test. Uh, obviously, I need to to replicate at least the structure of the database I'm working on, and I have access to that. Uh, what I don't really have access to is the actual data, and I don't really want to. I just want uh, valid data in the sense of uh, the data type is correct, the actual value is not really relevant, whatever random value is there is going to help me as long as the relationships, whatever, if there are any, 
um, are actually valid, you know? So uh, basically junk data, you know? Testing data, random uh, generated data, whatever. So the idea here is to um, having this isolated database to try out the code before it doing anything on the actual development database uh, that is shared. So the idea is to, because I need to, especially now, because uh, in order to actually install UTPLSQL, in, in order to install the unit testing software, I need to have a special permissions that I'm never going to get on the actual development database. So that's why I'm creating this local database because I'm going to have uh, administrate system permissions there. And I'm going to be able to install the libraries for that and do my unit testing there without affecting anybody else and without having access to any actual data. Uh, having said that, that's work in progress. I haven't installed the library yet. I am still reviewing my notes and my and the course that I took a year ago about uh, UT uh, about PLSQL. Uh, and now I actually taking notes and and running code on the virtual machine I have. Uh, and I actually are regaining a lot of my memory uh, uh, about Oracle. And I'm basically re reaffirming what I've been learning. Um, and basically, uh, after after a while, I understand that uh, repeating the note taking and repeating the source code writing, you know, is helping me to uh, not just learn something new, but to regain long lasting memory about what I'm learning. Because something that happens when you just watch a course on Udemy is that, okay, you learn it for one day and the next day you forget about it, basically. And the next day after that, you don't even remember what where we where you were left off, basically. So in order to fight that, I'm taking notes and I'm taking uh, I'm taking notes. I'm creating Git repos for my exercises, and I'm making experiments and I'm taking notes about my experiments. And basically, that's uh, that cycle of taking notes and trying stuff and taking notes and trying stuff and learning stuff and, and taking notes and experimenting and coding, uh, writing stuff basically is helping me to make those memories more permanent, basically. Uh, to not forget about it after I'm watching a video or two, you know? Because you are going to understand the concept right there and then. But after a while, after one day or two, I'm just going to forget. If I don't practice anything, you are going to forget. And, and that's a fact, okay? So... Well, it's been 37 minutes already talking and uh, ranting about stuff. Um, well, what's the plan for this year? Uh, this year, I just have, uh, instead of trying to learn how to create video games, how to make, how to be a cloud developer, how to be a DevOps engineer, how to be a, a cloud architect, instead of trying to learn how to make iOS and Android apps, like uh, if they are one and the same, of course not. Isn't, that's not the case anyway. Um, instead of trying to learn a lot of things separate, uh, I think that my objective for this year is just going to be uh, becoming a, an expert or let's say a master, uh, a professional, um, be the best Oracle developer I can be because that's my job right now. And that's my objective right now. 
Uh, as I mentioned in previous episodes, uh, my current project is probably going to be moving into uh, SAP HANA. That's another database anyway. Uh, but after seeing the state of the project right now, I can safely say, I can certainly say that that's not going to happen anytime soon. I see myself working as an Oracle developer for at least another five years on this project. This project is not going anywhere near being migrated to Sabhana in the near future. Uh, not because uh, we lack the the incentive to do so or the ability to do so. Well, let's say more like the ability to do so is uh, the fact that the project is unorganized and there is not a single soul on the team that actually understands the entire project. So every it's like uh, the fable of the the uh, of the sakes, uh, the blind uh, wise man trying to figure out what an elephant is. You know, everybody is touching a particular part of the elephant. So the perception on the project is different depending on who you ask. Him. But anyway. That just means that I'm going to have uh, a lot of job to do on the project. And I basically uh, guarantee a place on the project itself as long as I am still here. I'm learning new things about the project with every single day it passes. So my expertise on the project itself is growing uh, with every single day it passes too. Perhaps uh, I get fired. I don't know. Uh, if that happens, I guess I'm going to be dealing with that. But until that happens, or uh, we're migrating to another database, whatever that may be, I guess uh, I should focus my efforts on learning Oracle the best way I can and uh, creating tools for the project at hand and stop dreaming about uh, uh, an unreachable goal, I think, of building video games or Android app because... I don't even know what kind of video game would I like to create or any other app, you know. Uh, my thinking last year was to, you know what, first get the ability to do so, then think about what you want to build. And, and that didn't really work. So I already have a job and I already have uh, something to do with Oracle. So it makes sense to basically learn Oracle. So I'll stop worrying about the future, I think, so much that I am... Uh, uh, using my time to learn many other things. But anyway, uh, I guess that's it. Uh, 41 minutes and 30 seconds. Uh, that's that's good enough, I guess. Thank you for listening. If you are still listening, and uh, see you next time. Have a nice day.